This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You know, I think the first couple series are going to be really important to figure out kind of, you know, what they're bringing to the party. You know, some guys bring iced tea and some guys bring liquor. And you just got to figure out what they're bringing. I mean, hey, go, go into, go into two-minute offense. You'll figure out what kind of party you're going to on the first play. They start they come after you. You're going, oh, okay, this is what kind of party it's going to be. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from Bell. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez with you on a Wednesday. We're a day away from week one of the college football season kicking off. The voice there, Sam Pittman, the head coach of Arkansas, talking about what kind of party you're going to be at. Well, it's going to be a party all weekend. College football, I mean, last week was like the pre-party, right? Like you, you get a couple drinks before you go out. Like now the party starts this weekend. So let's talk about it. Let's talk week one here with our guy, BJ Cunningham. He is with the Action Network. He covers college football there. Joining us right now to talk about week one. We'll look ahead to some Heisman stuff, week one plays. But I want to start here, BJ, with a game that we brought up yesterday. It's one of the first games of the slate, a Thursday night game. I know you wrote about it. The backyard brawl, it's back. West Virginia, Pitt. Pitt coming off a great year last year, but now they're changing the quarterback, changing the offensive coordinator. The star receiver's gone. We'll see if they're going to be as good. We haven't seen this matchup in a long time. What do you make of this game, Pittsburgh and West Virginia, on Thursday night? Yeah, it's an interesting one because you have former USC quarterbacks dueling it out uh, on the East Coast. Uh, so you have Keaton Slovis for Pittsburgh now, who comes over to replace Kenny Pickett. He was kind of a mixed bag at USC. I mean, in nine of his starts, he was below a 75 PFF passing grade. But he does have a good nucleus around him. Pitt's got their entire offensive line coming back. That's going to lead the way to hopefully them being more of a rush-heavy attack because Singetti comes over from Boston College to be the offensive coordinator with Whipple going to Nebraska. He ran the ball close to 60% of the time uh, with you know Jerkovich as his quarterback last year. So I'd imagine Pitt's going to be more run-heavy. You know, obviously they do lose Jordan Addison to USC, but they get the you know their second-best catch uh, pass catcher Jared Wayne back. They have the second-highest-graded tight end in the ACC, Gavin Bartholomew back, and they just got a really coveted transfer from Akron uh, in Mumfield. So I, the, the nucleus around Slovis is going to give him hopefully enough there to be successful. And then you look at West Virginia. I mean, they got completely gutted defensively. I mean, they lost their top six tacklers. They do have a couple good defensive linemen coming back, like Dante Stills and Alston. But with that being said, I mean, they only have one defensive back with starting experience in their secondary. So, I mean, even if – and Singetti, when he was at Boston College, even though he was run heavy, he was very – 
he much loved the vertical passing game. So there's the potential for Slovis to just absolutely light up West Virginia. And, you know, JT Daniels comes over to, to West Virginia, and that's great. You know, he gets his offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, from 2019. But, I mean, they lose everything around him. I mean, Letty Brown is gone. You know, their top wide receiver, Winston Wright, is gone. And that's not good because, I mean, this was an offense that was 78th in EPA per play last year. And Pitt has their entire defensive line coming back. That was fifth in defensive line yards, nine, a third in power success rate allowed, and an 11th in rushing success rate allowed. And it only loses one starter from the secondary. So without a lot of weapons for Daniels, I don't really see how he's going to have much success here. Uh, so, you know, you have, you know, Pitt has obviously moved from minus six and a half to minus seven and a half, but I would still play it at minus seven and a half. I mean, if you look around, I have Pitt projected at minus. 12.9, you know, you'll get SP plus. They have pit it over 13, or action network projections have pit over 13. So I think this line's probably going to close around eight and a half, nine by the time we reach tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm glad I got it at seven and a half when I did uh, the pit lane, those seven. So I, your process in terms of total, we're, you know, we can tell it's early in college football because there are some crazy spreads right now. Alabama, if you shop around, you know, 41 points. They're laying 41 points against Utah State. Oklahoma's in the 30s. But what you wrote specifically really got me being an L.A. guy. It's Rice versus USC out at the Coliseum. It's Lincoln Riley's debut. And I was surprised – on your on on what side to take in this Rice USC game? Yeah, I mean it's I mean listen, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that Rice is a really good football team. Okay, they're they're probably somewhere around the 105th, 106th best team in college football. They have you know they have, they have some guys coming back, but they're starting running back. But this is a little bit has more to do with USC, and it has to do with you know there's a lot of glitz and glamour with with USC right now. You got Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams. Jordan Addison, Travis Dye, and, you know, that is obviously wonderful. But my questions with them are on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they only returned four starters from last season. The front seven's extremely thin. The defensive line only has one starter. And, they, they, you know, they brought in a whole host of, you know, non-impact transfers. They lose their top linebacker. And, you know, Alex Grinch comes over from Oklahoma be the defensive coordinator which means usc is going to be switching to a whole new system it'll be a three four system and he's dubbed it as speed d so he's getting a bunch of transfers a lot of fast guys to hopefully move and swarm the ball well uh speed d was 89th in epa per play allowed at oklahoma last season so i have a lot of questions about usc defensively now they might not come up in this first game but i mean five touchdowns is a very large spread for playing against, you know, the 105th best team in college football. If they were playing UConn or UMass, I'd understand. But with a defense that has this many question marks, uh, and you look around at, at you know, the SP Plus and our action network projections, nobody has USC projected uh, over minus 30. So uh, I'm taking Rice. I took them early at 34 and a half. They've come down a little bit, but um, I'd still play them in anything, you know, 32 or better. BJ, take you us through your process. Pass. Yeah, I mean, we're in. Uh, it seems like the right side. BJ, take us through your process when it comes to totals, uh, and specifically, specifically trying to gauge pace here, because right? that pace really will dictate totals a lot of times when it comes to possessions and how many you know yards per play a team's going to have. You can try to 
model that out. But take us through how you do that, because I feel like for a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, it's just more natural to jump on the spread side of a game. Totals can be a little trickier. Take us through how you try to uh, ascertain where the total will end. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bore you with the, the mathematical formula and go through that. But uh, essentially, it boils down to this, is that, you know, place per minute, place per second is a big indicator of where his pace, pace is going to be. And a lot of that has to do with who the offensive coordinator is. So, you know, like for me, you know, I spent days going through every single team making and, you know, basically tracking who their offensive coordinator was, how many total plays they ran per game, what was their place per minute, what was their place per second. And I look and say, okay, who's their quarterback? Is that quarterback going to dictate that type of offense? So, you know, let's just take, for example, you have um, Colorado State's going to play Michigan on the ABC game at noon Eastern. Colorado State is making a huge, huge switch offensively. Before, it was Steve Adazio, who was very run-heavy, slow-paced, you know, methodical. They bring in Jay Norvell. He brings his offense putter, Matt Mum, with him. Well, Matt Mum threw the ball 64% of the time at Nevada with Carson Strong, and they were top 20 in terms of plays per minute. So that is a complete change. And from a total perspective in this type of game, it's it's a little low for a team that's going to play top 20 pace and, and play air raid. And if you, you know, you only have a total of, of 61, that's, you know, come up a little bit from 57 and a half. So uh, for me, betting totals, it, it obviously has to do a lot with, with yards for play. You know, I mean, you got to, you got to be able to track the yards of, of how many yards they're going to gain. And then yes, uh, pace, you know, looking at plays per minute and plays per second specific to who, the offensive coordinator is coming in is big for me early on in the season. As we get further in the season, we'll be able to have a larger sample size of, of what type of pace these teams run. But early on in the college football season, especially from a total perspective, it's, it's a little soft um, with all the changes, not only in transfers, but offensive coordinators as well. Yeah, that, that's wild. How, how it, it almost seems like there's an art of, of we we're always focusing on on sides, but totals to me, especially in college football, it, it's 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 easy to say over, over, over. But it's when you realize how that's going to happen, it's great. Now, I want to also talk about uh, Penn State, Purdue, the spoiler makers. They are insane right now in terms of what they do against the spread. Their last 27 games are 19 and 8, 12 of those outright where do you see this game because Purdue just finds a way to to get it done against ranked teams and just play the spoiler where do you see this side when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply this episode is supported by FX's Clipped the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world the series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Yeah, so I do like Purdue. Uh, not very big, but, you know, if you can get them at three and a half, I think it's a decent price. Uh, you know, Aiden O'Connell, he... 
I don't think people realize how good he was last season. He had a he had a 90 PFF passing grade. That was ninth in college football. He had 36 big time throws. That was third in college football. Now, you know, it, it's a little muted. He does come. He, he does lose his star wideout David Bell and his other two top pass catchers Wright and Anthrop. Um, but he does does bring in a pair of of Iowa transfers. I, I actually live in Iowa, so I know these two guys very well. Tyrone Tracy and Charlie Jones, who are you know they were they were a victim of uh, playing with a, a really bad quarterback. So they, who, who, I don't know really know what the ceiling is for those guys, but they're very they're very fast. They're very good route runners. But he also gets back you know Brock Thompson put up who put up two hundred seventeen yards in the Music City Bowl against Tennessee last year. He's back. They got their you know their top tight tight end back. They throw the ball sixty one percent of the time, um, and they do have some offensive linemen to, to get back. But my biggest thing in this one is I don't trust Sean Clifford, and I think he's a below-average quarterback. I mean, last season his PFF passing grade uh, was only over 70 in three games. I mean, he's failed for the the last three years to have a PFF passing grade over 70. Every season he's had more than 10 turnover-worthy plays. He's Well, 2019 was the only season he averaged over 7.5 yards per attempt. And his favorite target, Jahan Dotson, is gone. And they don't really have a – premier number one wide receiver to replace him. Now the running back room is pretty good. They got a five-star freshman Singleton coming in. Uh, but this was, this was a running game that aver- that averaged three and 3.3 yards per carry last season. And they're losing three starters from their offensive line. So I have a lot of question marks around the Penn state offense. And then defensively, they lost a lot of their key production guys. They lost their, you know, first team all, Big Ten safety, Jaquan Brisker. They lose a couple uh, linebackers. And now you're going up against a, an air raid offense in Purdue playing at home. Like you said, plays really, really well as an underdog. I, I'm, I'm on Purdue in this one at plus three and a half. Uh, you know, they've just shown so many times that they are capable of, of playing you know, the underdog spoiler role. And I really don't trust Sean Clifford on the road. Yeah, and, and Manny BJ, Diaz is the defensive coordinator of Penn State trying to wash all that Miami stink off of him. So, yeah, I, yes. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, that, the Miami the, – the Diaz stink's got to be washed off fast in Miami, that's for sure. Uh, BJ, Heisman Trophy. You know, no one really that played last week I think is, is significant in that race, so we kind of still have that conversation from scratch right now. What are you thinking there? I mean, BJ, uh, Stroud coming back at Ohio State is the favorite – we know what happened at Alabama last year, but we don't usually see back-to-back winners. And then you have a slate behind them, some interesting young players, including a defensive player at Alabama that's getting a lot of steam in Will Anderson. Give us a name or two that you've kind of honed in on or you're looking at for a potential Heisman Trophy run. Yeah, so the last favorite to actually win the Heisman was Marcus Mariota. So the favorite doesn't typically win this award. I mean, you look at last year, Spencer Rattler was the – the favorite to, to win the Heisman. We all saw that worked out, but I'm going to go with the long shot. Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen at 70 to one. Uh, it's 17 years old. He only played in eight games last year. He led the power five in yards after contact per attempt at 4.68. That's insane. He had 28 runs of over 10 yards. He averaged seven yards a carry in an offense that runs the ball 64% of the time. Wisconsin is going to get three of their best offensive linemen back, but they have eight, 11 upperclassmen uh, on their offensive line, so the depth is great. I mean, Phil Steele has them great as the fourth-best offensive line in college football coming into the season. I mean, 
at 17 year old, 17 years old last year, this this kid was top 30 in college football in explosive run rate and missed tackles per attempt. So if Wisconsin has a good season and they get to the, you know, they they win the Big One, Big Ten West, which they are favored to do, and they get to Indianapolis, there is the potential that Braylon Allen could have a 2,000 yard plus season behind this offensive line. And if all the quarterbacks above him, you know, don't have stellar type seasons. I mean, the, the potential is there, and especially at 71, 70 to 1, I think that's a, a good price for, for Braylon Allen to win the Heisman. Yeah, that's an outstanding number for a player that that obviously could play. I mean, you mentioned some of those numbers there and, and what he's been able to do in the past. BJ, we appreciate you hopping on here. Uh, we'll be following along, and, and we'll probably invite you back on the show. I'm sure we will as this season rolls along. Thank you for hopping on. BJ Cunningham from the Action Network there with some plays for week one. And you mentioned it, but as we were to bring him on here, um, J-Rod, that the Rice play, I, I, I love it. He also, I was looking at one of his articles, he had um, Cincinnati uh, losing a lot of NFL talent against Arkansas yeah. SEC team. He likes Cincinnati to cover that game. So, you know, th- there could be some, from all the experts we've talked to this week, it feels like we could get a little chaos this week, or maybe close games, closer games between teams this weekend. That's the best thing, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, that's what you want to see. That it's good for the sport, it's good for the handles, it's good for all of us, you know. And, and you know, sweating out a college football Saturday—that's that's the idea. Hopefully, have a nice, cool drink uh, as you're sweating it out. That's right. All right, on the other side, we'll talk some hard knocks after episode four last night. The state of the Lions, Dan Campbell, coming up next, right here on the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.